Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with R.A. Spratt. Today's story is A Tall Tale About Ducks and piranha. In autumn, if the sun is shining, you need to get outside and enjoy it, because you never know if this will be the last sunny day before the cold hits, and you'll be stuck wearing coats and beanies for the next four months, regretting that you didn't soak up every last vacillating light particle you could before it was too cold to enjoy being outside. So on this day, even though it might have been very lovely to sit inside doing nothing, Mum insisted that they take the dog for a nice long walk. Walk where? asked Tammy, sceptically. She knew her mother's wicked ways. She knew Mum was a fitness fanatic who would try and sneak in extra exercise at every available opportunity. Oh, up the hill, said Mum, with a gleeful glint in her eye. Oh, not the hill, moaned Tammy. But you love the hill, said Mum. I hate the hill, said Tammy. You haven't always hated the hill, said Mum. I've hated it ever since I had a bad back, said Tammy. But that's better now, said Mum, isn't it? Yes, begrudged Tammy. So now you can really enjoy the hill, said Mum. But I don't want to, said Tammy. We so rarely get what we want, said Mum, striding towards the base of the hill. I hate you, said Tammy. I hate you too, said Mum. And by hate, I mean love. I mean hate, said Tammy. Of course you do, said Mum, with a wink. I know what you mean. Ugh, said Tammy, slouching off in Mum and the dog's wake. Soon Tammy did come to enjoy the walk, despite the hill, mainly because she found a long floppy stick that she could swoop around her head. It made a very satisfying whipping noise through the air. That's caused by air resistance, said Mum. You see, this is why we come for walks. You're not just nearly taking my eye out when you swing that about. You're also learning about science. I want to hit something with it, said Tammy. The fresh air and sunshine was making her giddy with power. You've already hit me twice and the dog once, said Mum. That's more than enough hitting for today. At this point, they came to the bridge over the creek. And you must never cross over a creek without stopping at the middle of the bridge and looking down into the water. To not do so shows a gross lack of romance in your soul and imagination in your brain. Mum and Tammy intuitively knew this, so they both stopped and stared down. The local council had recently cleaned out all the weeds and the shopping trolleys and the litter, so it looked unusually lovely in the water. It's nice to see it so clean, said Mum. Hmm, said Tammy, still thinking about her stick and what she'd like to whack with it. I'd love to see some fish in there, said Mum. Perhaps some trout, Tammy glanced down. Or some piranha. Now it was Mum's turn to get a gleam in her eye. Now that would be wonderful. But how could it be? Piranha are only found in the Amazon River in Brazil. How could piranha come to be in a little creek in a small town in regional Australia? Perhaps they got lost, suggested Tammy. Or, said Mum, perhaps they were on the run because they'd committed some terrible misdeed. Like what? asked Tammy. 
Well, piranha do have an insatiable appetite for flesh, said Mum. Perhaps they ate someone they shouldn't. Like who? asked Tammy. Perhaps it was a beautiful princess, said Mum. It could happen so easily. You know how beautiful princesses always wear such silly, frilly dresses. Well, perhaps you tripped on the hem of a particularly ridiculous and impractical dress and fell face down with a splash into the Amazon River. As you do, said Tammy. Well, you do if you're an Amazonian princess, said Mum. And of course, as soon as she hit the water, the piranha could not resist. They had no respect for her couture gown, flown out especially all the way from Paris. They gobbled her up before she had a chance to say, Do you know who I am? She would have said it in Brazilian, not English, said Tammy. Portuguese, said Mum. They speak Portuguese in Brazil. Unless they're native Indian people, then she might have spoken in her own native Indian dialect. She probably wouldn't have spoken at all if she was under the water, said Tammy. True, very true, said Mum. But having eaten the princess and having had time to reflect on what they'd done, the piranha would no doubt reflect that they were going to be in a lot of trouble. People always get very upset when beautiful, rich people die unexpectedly. And a lot of people don't like fish, unless it's been deep fried in batter and served with a lot of salt. So the piranha would have wanted to get as far away as possible. And what could possibly be further away from the Amazon jungle than small town Australia? Antarctica, said Tammy. Well, they'd never go there, said Mum. Too many seals. Seals eat fish. Piranha prefer to be the eater, not the E.T. So realising what they'd done, they would have gone on the run. You mean gone on the swim, said Tammy. Yes, the swim, agreed Mum. It would have been a long swim down the east coast of South America, past the Cape of Tribulation, across the Pacific Ocean, around New Zealand, and up whatever river it is that leads to this creek until they arrived here and would reckon themselves to be safe. Mum and Tammy peered down into the water. There wouldn't be much here for the piranha to eat, though, said Tammy. No, agreed Mum. Well, they could get the bread the old ladies throw to the ducks, said Tammy. There were a lot of old ladies in their hometown, and they did like to feed the ducks, despite all the signs from the council imploring them not to. Or, said Mum, perhaps the piranha teamed up with the ducks... Everyone likes ducks, so they could form a symbiotic relationship with the ducks. Each piranha would strap a duck to its head. That way it could swim about the creek without anyone recognising it and reporting its location to the Brazilian royal family. It could eat as much bread as it liked. Why wouldn't they just eat the ducks, asked Tammy. Good point, said Mum. Duck is delicious, especially in pancakes with hoisin sauce. But the piranha would be so terrified of being found by the royal family of Brazil, they would need the ducks so they could remain incognito. In exchange for the help of the ducks, the piranha would swear an oath never to eat duck or any other meat again. And it'd be worth it, because this is such a beautiful town, that the piranha would soon become enchanted with their life here and truly enjoy their friendship with the ducks. Tammy nodded. She and Mum stared down into the water, considering the idea. But, said Mum, what would happen if one of the boys from next door were to kick his football into the creek. One of the annoying boys who makes too much noise when you're trying to work and drives you insane, asked Tammy. Yes, one of them, said Mum. He'd kick his ball into the creek and the creek isn't very deep, so he'd think nothing of climbing down the bank and reaching in to get it. But as soon as his hand was submerged in the water, the piranha would smell the scent. They wouldn't be able to resist. They'd swoop into a flash of guzzling. The boy would get his ball back all right, but he'd lose a hand in the process. His mum would be cross, said Tammy. Very cross, agreed mum. But of course, he wouldn't have seen the piranha, said mum. 
He would have only seen the ducks attached to their heads. He'd tell everyone a flock of ducks had eaten off his hand and no one would believe him. So the poor boy would be handless and everyone would think he was as nutty as a fruitcake. And the poor ducks would be mortified. Even though no one would believe such a ridiculous story, old ladies would start to look at them askance. They'd be less forthcoming with their breadcrumbs. The ducks would be angry with the piranha, said Tammy. Yes, said Mum. They'd demand that the piranha swear to never do it again. But having had the taste of flesh, even if it was a dirty little boy's hand, the piranha would now have an insatiable hunger for more. These breadcrumbs are not a native food. Mum, are you trying to do a Brazilian accent? asked Tammy. Sorry, said Mum. I thought it would add to the drama. Besides, you've never spoken to a piranha. Maybe they do have terrible accents. Maybe they don't sound Brazilian or Australian or English or American. Maybe they just sound weird. Anyway, I digress. The piranha would protest that their breadcrumbs were not enough and they would need their native food. Now, it just so happens that this very day, a catalogue fell into the creek. No doubt littered there by one of those wicked boys. Or a wicked girl, said Tammy. Yes, agreed Mum. We must be feminists. It could have been a wicked girl. Girls can be degenerates too. Anyway, this catalogue was an Aldi's catalogue. Oh, no, said Tammy. She knew her mother had a great passion for Aldi's and the random products she could obtain from the central aisle. As you know, Aldi's often has international food on special, said Mum. And this week, they just happened to have Brazilian food. What a coincidence, said Tammy. So the ducks marched down to Aldi's in a long line, as ducks do. The supermarket staff were a little bit surprised to see them, but they were all paid minimum wage, so they didn't feel they were paid enough to show initiative. So long as the ducks didn't poop on the floor, they were prepared to ignore them. The ducks selected every food product imported from Brazil and paid for it with a credit card. Where do they get a credit card? asked Tammy. The creek, said Mum. It's amazing the things that fall into creeks, especially if they're thrown there by angry wives trying to get their husbands to stop buying Star Wars memorabilia on eBay. The ducks took all the food back to the creek and presented it to the piranha, saying, Quack! Here is your Brazilian food! But the piranha were very, very rude and ungrateful. What is this? they asked. Brazilian food, quack, said the ducks. Why, this is pickles and biscuits, said the piranha. That's not the Brazilian food we eat. When we eat Brazilian, we eat Brazilians. Bring us a Brazilian person to eat. Right now or tonight, we eat duck. The ducks were not impressed. They waddled off in a temper. After all they'd done for the piranha, it was very rude. But no one wants to share a creek with an angry piranha. So they set out looking for a Brazilian. But as you know, this is a small town in regional Australia. We do not have a lot of South Americans here. We've got none, said Tammy. Exactly, said Mum. The ducks didn't know what they were going to do. They didn't want to go back to the creek, but they didn't want to go to the city to find a Brazilian either. It was such a long way to go, and none of them had a driver's licence. They could have flown, said Tammy. True, said Mum. But it's funny how ducks always forget they can fly. When they're crossing the road and a car comes along, they never fly away. They only waddle marginally faster. It's like they've got extremely specific amnesia where they totally forget that they're capable of flying thousands of kilometres with geographic precision. Ducks are complicated, said Tammy. Yes, said Mum. So these ducks came up with a plan. Since they needed a Brazilian but they couldn't find one, they decided to make their own. What, said Tammy. They went back to Aldi's and bought a massive block of tofu, said Mum. And then they didn't know many Brazilians, so they carved it into a sculpture of the one Brazilian they knew about, Pelé. Who's Pelé, asked Tammy. The greatest soccer player who ever lived, said Mum. Really, asked Tammy. 
Well, even I've heard of him, and I have absolutely zero interest in the sport, so he must be famous, said Mum. Fair enough, said Tammy. So the ducks took this life-size statue of Pele down to the bridge over the creek, continued Mum. As soon as they saw him, the piranha were delirious with hunger. And because they were so crazed with the prospect of finally getting to eat a Brazilian, they didn't notice that he was grey and made of tofu. Throw him in! Throw him in! they cried. Okay, said the ducks. Quack! You asked for it. And they tipped the tofu Pele over the railing. He toppled tofu head over tofu heels and landed in the water with a giant splash. In an instant, there was a desperate flashing frenzy as the swarm of piranha leapt forward teeth first to devour him. They ate with such desperation and fervour. Tofu Pele was gone in two seconds flat. It was only then that the piranha began to notice the taste in their mouths. The taste of tofu. Ah! cried one of the piranha. I think I'm going to be sick. That person tasted disgusting. said another piranha. It tastes like mould and mildew and rotten cactus. Yuck! cried another piranha. I want to pull out my tongue and put it through a dishwasher on the heavy dirt program. That was disgusting. This gave the mother duck an idea. Oh dear, she said, you have been living here so long, you have lost your taste for meat. It will always taste foul to you from now on. This is what always happens to people, or piranha, who stop eating meat for... She quickly turned to her oldest duckling and whispered, how long have they been here? Three weeks, said the duckling. For three weeks, announced the mother. Ugh, said the piranha, what will we do? Rest assured, said the mother duck, while all meat will now be disgusting to you, stale bread and pondweed will still taste like stale bread and pondweed. But that's not very nice either, said the piranha. But it's not as gross as tofu. I mean, that Brazilian person you just ate, is it? said the mother duck. Yuck, no, agreed the piranha. And so the ducks and the piranha lived happily ever after, said mother. The piranha never ate meat again, and the little boys of the town were much more careful about where they kicked their footballs. And every time you see a duck floating on the creek, just remember that there's a piranha strapped to its bottom. The end. You're an idiot, said Tammy. You're an idiot too, said Mum. And by idiot, I mean genius. I mean idiot, said Tammy. I know what you mean, said Mum, because great minds think alike. Ugh, groaned Tammy. She went back to whipping her stick, and they both ambled home. The end. Thank you for listening to support this podcast. Just buy a book by me, R.A. Spratt. There's lots to choose from from across the Nanny Piggins, Pesky Kids and Friday Barnes series. You can order them through your local bookstore or go to my website, raspratt.com, and click on the Book Depository banner. They've got all my titles and free international shipping. Okay, that's it for now. Until next time, goodbye.